Hello, my name is Aniola, and I am the creator of Anything I Want. Welcome to my podcast, Soul Family. Each episode is recorded on Instagram on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I go live with whoever it is that I'm talking with and so that you guys can come through and ask any questions as we have our conversation and so you can really get a chance to interact with the podcast recording process. So if you're interested in that, just keep an eye on my Instagram account to know what we will be talking about every Saturday and come in with any questions you have. So this week, I have the pleasure of speaking with Onyi, a beautiful soul, and she and I just sat down and spoke about what it means to live life in the body of a black woman, what it means to identify with your physical body while also not identifying with your physical body, and Onyi made a really beautiful point of too many people put too much emphasis on the body while also not putting enough, and there is just so much more that we discuss. Uh, We talk about even sexual liberation of the female body and the conversation just gets really deep and really beautiful, very honest, very free-flowing as per usual. And I just cannot wait for you all to meet Onyi and please definitely go and check out her page. It's Onyi.love onyi.love at Instagram. Um, And I will link all of this information in the show notes so that you can go over to her account, learn more about her and show her some love. So without further ado, let's get into this episode of Soul Family. It is jam-packed full of beautiful, beautiful spiritual wisdom. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very well as well. Good. I love the rocking. It's thank like you. The lulling. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really had been wanting a rocking chair for so long. And when I found this one, it's just, I just feel so at home in it. And every time I sit in it, I just feel so cozy. I feel so held. So yeah. I will be rocking throughout this interview. <laughs> and you know, the, the thing too is, and this happens whenever I'm doing energy work on other people, or let me center this. I'm a perfectionist. Or, um, my if i'm receiving it like i'll naturally just kind of rock i think this idea that we're like super still like this that's almost a rigidity that our body doesn't really register if we Mm. really let go and did what our bodies wanted to do we probably a lot of us would probably rock sway viral or sway Mm -hmm. so that's that you know, our, our bodies are in constant motion and we're also exactly. just in relationship with everything else around us. So exactly. Following that divine innate pattern that's in all things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like recently found out that um, in uh, the Jewish community, like Hasidic Jews, when they're in trance and they're praying, they rock. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they like rock and it's like, it's a part of the practice and like it symbolizes that like you're in the trance of prayer. Yeah. Well, any, yeah, I think very... any, any traditions, even looking at just the tradition that I practice, Ifag, like yeah. the Yoruba people, as you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when the spirits and the deities come through, they're not like this. <laughs> even yeah, they're not they're still moving less. They're still in some sort of motion or, you know, there's some dance movements that they're either embodying or what even brought them. 
Definitely. was the dance and the drum and the singing. So it's that constant motion, which is, you know, to me that it's almost like the, the feminine or the female energy, the divine mm. feminine, the mm. chaos and the mystery and the void that then opens up space for whatever is created. Exactly. So beautifully said. I love that. Yeah, and that's a really beautiful way for us to start this conversation and this interview. So let's get into it. I like to start out the interviews by um, giving the person that I'm interviewing the floor. So please go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Oni. It's one of my names. I have many names. Uh, but uh, one of the names I go by is Oni, which comes from my paternal lineage, which is Igbo. My family is of Nigerian descent, West African descent. My mom's Yoruba, my dad's Igbo. So Oni is an abridged version of the name Oni Nyechi, which translates loosely to God's gift. So, um, but I also have other names that mean different things and maybe you'll get a chance to hear or see them at some point in life. <laughs> but I, um, I create, I am an artist, I heal or I help people to heal themselves is actually, a for me, a better description because we heal ourselves. But yes. um, I do so through sound healing. So I'm a vocalist, so I do kind of conventional performances. It's an angelic uh, voice, by the way, just so everyone knows, angelic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I either do kind of your conventional performances, either as a solo artist with maybe an ensemble or in, in group settings. And also I use my voice in sound healings. So sometimes that could just be me singing uh, words, vocalizations in English or other languages, or me playing different instruments from singing bowls to piano to hand percussion um and then i'm also i do spiritual work and energy work to me it's all spiritual so it's even interesting to say that but you know i do work to help people really again remember who they are and remember their healing mm -hmm. abilities and um that can look like also doing laying of the hands energy work through a modality called pure bioenergy and also doing kind of spiritual life coaching just really listening to what's going on when a person's describing it to me verbally, but also I'm looking for and I'm listening to everything. So whether that's your ancestors talking, your guides, all the elements outside of me, I'm just picking up all the information to help me then communicate to you what it is that I'm getting and then offer different tools for you that are specific to you to help you if you choose to use them, it's up to you, but to help you really um, move in the direction that you say you prefer. Um, so yeah, we do a That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally re I agree and I resonate with the whole. I also do spiritual healing and I believe that it's not really that I don't heal people, I yeah. guide you into how you heal yourself. We're exactly. all here to heal each other. Like, for, at the end of the day, like every time I heal you, I'm healing me. And every time you heal me, I'm like, you know, you're healing yourself. And it's like a whole thing, it's an exchange of energies and Definitely. it's all about facilitating one another's growth. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Thank you for everyone who's joining. Hello, hello. Appreciate you all. This episode will be available as a podcast later on in the future. So for anyone who's not able to stick around, we appreciate you coming in and out. This is just going to be a free flowing conversation. And it's for anyone who wants to come in and talk to talk with us. But at the end of the day, we're doing this because we feel guided by spirit to do so. And I feel that I'm speaking for the both of us when I say that this just brings us so much joy. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit about how I bumped into Onyi's um, work. So I think you came up on my feed 
Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure how, maybe it was like a promotion or someone reposted something that you did, but you came up with my feed and I saw you and I was like, oh, this human, like this soul, I just felt your soul, like the soul is beautiful. I have to look through their profile. And I looked at your profile and one of the posts that you made really spoke to me because the caption was something along the lines of you being aware of the fact that you are living this life as a black woman and that this is just one of your many lives and you are grateful to be able to be in this experience, in this physical experience. And I deeply resonate with that because I feel the same way. I have, you know, living in a world that is predominantly white in terms of like the history and all the things that are like, you know, ingrained into like the isness of this dimension of reality, it sometimes might be a little bit hard to come to terms with the fact that you are just as beautiful for being in a color, in a skin color, in a, an experience that is otherwise usually shunned and seen as an other of a sort of type of way. Mm-hmm. But then getting to the point where you step into that truth and you're like, oh my goodness, my isness is not any more special or like less special than anyone else's isness. And yeah. it just, and that's the lesson that I'm here to learn as someone in this vessel, exactly. as a spirit in this vessel. Exactly. That's so interesting. I mean, and even, you know, even looking at it as like in a world that's predominantly like white, which is like, actually, first of all, the world is not. That's true. (laughs) It's not predominantly not white. You're right. Exactly. (laughs) But but again, it's like, because of, you know, history and because of just, again, the collective destiny or the collective Mm. lesson we're all learning like incarnating at this time in this dimension that's the idea that's like put out there that we then get to work through and we get to break through and come through on the other side being like well that was total bullshit yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so it's it's really it's very interesting and just this idea of the like the othering Mm. like there's this massive sense of othering that happens with specific groups and even when people are walking in the idea of like consciousness or wokeness and like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I recognize this, this and this, they're still the, like making one group the standard and everyone else the other. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, well, we're all other to each other. So mm-hmm. who gets to be the ultimate other, yes. <laughs> the ultimate not other. So there's a lot of reframing that we have to, to me, that we have to do. Oh my goodness, so much our language, how we perceive things. And you, it's almost like you have to, I mean, this is, I feel like this is how human beings are. Like when we're at one extreme, we almost have to like do the complete opposite in order to then like come back into like a balance point, unless you're able to really just get into the balance point because you recognize that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people have to completely, okay, if everything that I've heard is this, this, and this, I need to do the exact, like opposite you know from not from a place of integrity from a place of not violating people but even within my language i have to completely re like reframe everything so that i come back to this neutral place and so for some people that is the work um and a big part of it for me is like again reshifting like shifting the language you know i i remember i watched something a few weeks ago and it was a a black woman, African-American woman who is in a specific industry and she was just sharing her experiences of how her skin color held her back. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to this. Um, and of course people are like, oh, you're so inspirational, all these different things. And she mm-hmm. 
again, the affirmation for her was like, and I'm no longer going to let my skin color hold me back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I love that. I hear that. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how about we reframe that? Your skin right. color doesn't hold you back. People's issue with your skin color held you back. So again, These perceptions did. Exactly. So shifting the, it's like those subtle, subtle things that we get to shift, you know, I think getting to the place where we can say, okay, my skin color is not an issue. That's maybe the first layer. Wonderful. You got there because it took a while for you to heal and say that. Now to me, the next level is like, now let's even reframe that language and say, mm. no, I'm good. The, the issue was your belief. Mm. So do check that. <laughs> like I was mm. not the issue. It has absolutely nothing to do with me at the end of the day. That's your life story. That's your perception. Your Kudos stuff. to you. <laughs> and you get to be but, in that all day long. Just I'm not included in that. I'm just exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that the whole thing with like language made me think of this really interesting, funny post that I saw a couple days ago where this one girl, it was like a tweet or something, and she was like, I'm about to, I'm going to start saying male architect, male doctor, male, like, like, artist, and just so people can hear how, how yeah. dumb that sounds. Like, why is it like, oh, female this, and like, person of color that, and it's just like, yeah. people are just people, and like, it, obviously, for, like, right now, it's like what you said, from one extreme to the other, before those, um, identities lacked visibility and then over time that's why the labels have been added as a way of yeah. emphasizing that this visible this visibility is growing but like yeah. you said eventually since we've gone from one extreme where there was no visibility to the other extreme where there was like excessive visibility without as much and, and like the othering and the neutrality yeah. of the white male for example and then eventually i believe that we're going to get to the equilibrium where people are going to be able to just say doctor like artist and like not really yeah. put a label of what you look like um to attach to that because exactly. it's, it all goes back to the same thing of people are still very much attached to their physical selves which is why yeah. a lot of people can't see beyond the fact that they might actually be spirits having a physical experience because yeah. to them this life is their everything this life is yeah. their through and through identity and yeah. that can be really hard to to grapple with to recognize that yeah i i'm living this life as a black woman but like I've also done like past life regressions where I've realized and also I've had like a deep knowing when I was younger that like, I just feel as if I love my skin color, but like, I don't think this is all there is to me. I think that I feel like there's this there was this recollection of I had a past life that I wasn't this mm. skin color. I wasn't this role that I'm being that I'm playing in this lifetime. And it's not in any way to say that that role was better. This role is better. One role is worse or whatever. It just yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, the idea and the different ideas about like past lives. So, you know, because we have such a linear perception of time, you know, and this, you know, I used to think this way as well until, you know, I listened to this man who channels this entity called Bashar. If anyone does not listen to him. I've I, heard of Bashar and, before. Yeah, I love Bashar. But, you know, in the linear sense, the idea is that, okay, past life, meaning in the past, I was this and then this and then this and now i'm this so that's one mm -hmm. way to look at it and then the other way to look at it which he teaches is that past present and future they all exist now so it's not exactly. even like you're connecting to a past version of you you are connecting to multiple dimensions and multiple lives that are existing now so if you're yes. that life right now as whatever that being is that exists now even if it looks like 15th century 
this person. They exist now. And so you're, a, you're making a connection because there's something that they're experiencing or that you're experiencing that you're both helping each other with. So that's yes. the thing when you look at it that way and then look at the idea that like we've all been or we all are or we're all connecting to everything. So I've had past lives where I was like, sure. I was an Indian man in India. I was um, a Viking in Denmark. I was, I was <laughs> a queen in Egypt. I was a medicine woman in Colombia. I was different types of black people in different parts of Africa. I, you know, it's like I, in these past lives, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I guess I've been here for a long time or I'm connecting yeah. to all these different lifetimes. Yes. Draw from them in order to navigate in this body that I've chosen, body that I've chosen to help me learn and teach what I need to teach, you know, because, and it gets tricky because there's, there's a lot of like paradoxes. Mm. It's like on the one hand, people overemphasize these bodies and mm. attribute to them what doesn't need to be or really isn't attributed to them but based on our like ideas and beliefs and history mm -hmm. and then on the flip side we don't emphasize the bodies enough to where mm. we negate the body mm. we are we have anxiety about being in the body mm. we collapse into ideas about what it means to be in these bodies to where we go through invasive and violent procedures and things to shift this body into what we imagine we need to look like in order to have the experience we feel we can't have in these bodies mm. i see so there's this, like there's this like extreme of like people are like anxiety in these bodies and then people are like uh it isn't like we just i don't know we like overemphasize like and this means this and you have this so that means therefore that you're this versus well yeah the body that i'm in and how I show up is how I show up. And yeah. you get to see that reflection of how I show up in this physical form. Exactly. And still see yourself. You know, that's my goal. Like the day when we can all look at each other, no matter what bodies we come into and say, oh, I see me in you. Yes. Yes. And it goes even deeper, going beyond even just seeing the meanest in you because like going let's bring it into the contemporary world where for example like becoming another gender is or, or like resonating with and choosing to embody another gender and another sexuality is becoming normalized and a lot of religion and a lot of spiritual ways of thinking has always kind of made a scene as of people who resonate with different types of like fluidity are in some way wrong for their existence and that they do not, that they are going against, let's, for example, they're going against the will of God, that God put you in this body and you're meant to stay in this body and like you doing anything to change that means that you are negating God's creation and therefore you are basically going against what you're meant to be. But yeah. then like the way that I see it is I'm bringing another dimension to it where I'm just like, what if God is putting like those souls I feel like every calling that's in your soul is meant to be expressed, whether it is because you must express it out of pain, out of fear, or out of love. It still desires that expression. And so I believe that even if someone has been, something in their heart is saying that I have been born in this type of body, but I want to experience this other kind of body. Some people see that as like, oh, like you're trying to shift what has already been ordained. But the way I see it is that person or that soul is playing the role of someone who chooses to go through that transformation 
as a form of learning for the collective. And in a weird way, that transformation, whether or not it ends up bringing them bliss or pain or fear, is feeding into the collective gain of, I'm not this body, but also I'm allowed to play with this body and just experience it in any way that I feel is necessary in this life. And yeah. I always tell my friends who resonate with other genders, like you, like I feel like there's like something in the Bible that people completely, I grew up on Christianity, so I reference the Bible a lot. Although at the same time, I would like to point out that I'm not a religious person. I just believe that spiritual texts have a lot of wisdom in them because God is always speaking to us. Um, but there's this one line that basically says like, Jesus is like, uh, a lot of people think that I'm here to bring love and peace into households, but actually, long story short, I'm going to translate into like contemporary words. I'm here to f shit up. Which I'm here what? to th huh? That's the love. It is. It's like I'm here to whether or not you believe it. The mother is going to go against the father, the daughter against the mother, and everyone's like there's going to be turmoil inside of houses, and people think that I'm here to just bring you know, like to basically like to satiate people's egos, but I'm not here to satiate anyone's ego because if you are destined to follow the calling of your soul, there, it is basically impossible for you to not cause some uprooting along the way. Definitely. This in whatever way what, that it shows up. This idea of what love is, I think is what needs to be transformed because, you know, some like this, like, almost like this like overly sugary saturated um placating um silencing feel good all the time feel good all the time that's the idea that people have of what love is and to me to love is to see and to be and to allow what is to be what it is and you know like all the experiences that we have look look as it we are spirits having a physical experience and you know again different traditions oftentimes earth-based traditions and it gets a little tricky because you know there are some traditions that believe you know like you chose the body that you are incarnating into to learn a specific lesson and if that lesson then also includes you making whatever decisions you're making in order mm -hmm. to continue learning whatever that looks like then ultimately mm -hmm. you chose all of it you chose and i always look to see i always look to see you know what decision how are people and from what place are people making decisions mm. if you're making the decision from your excitement and your joy that's one thing if you're making decisions from your anxiety and your fear that's another thing it and is. So you will always make that decision and the thing that you then do because you haven't really addressed the thing that was the actual issue it's like you're you're pointing to this end goal as the savior of like the thing within you that's hurting yeah. Once that thing arrives, my pain will dissipate. Exactly. And people are always surprised when they realize it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get to that thing and you're like, oh, wait, I thought it would because I assumed that to do this would make me happy. Or I assumed that I didn't have that when it's like, you know, I always look at people and say, like, when you see someone's reflection and say, I want to be that, hmm. again, flip the language and say, ooh, they're reflecting like I'm resonating with that and I am that. So I just need to learn how to be that in the ways how that to I bring, can. Yes, yes. How to bring how it out in my own unique way. Exactly. Because I, the reason I'm even having this, like, you're like, if, if something doesn't resonate with you or like, again, you won't have a reaction to something that isn't already there in you. Right. It's like like attracts like or resonates with like 
or right. resonates when you're not being in that thing. So that thing is like, oh my God, oh my God, I see yeah. me there, there, there. But what we end up doing is in instead of saying, oh, they're like striking something in me. Now I get to see how I can express that in whatever ways I choose to. Mm. It becomes, oh, but they're doing it. I'm not that. Therefore, I can't do that. But I really want to. Yeah. You know, like if we shift right. our language, I think shifting the language would be a huge, it would open the doors to a lot of possibilities for people in mm -hmm. different ways and more like mm -hmm. joyful and expansive ways. Hmm. Actually, funny you say that. I'm re I just recently got this book. I mean, I think when I was younger, this book popped up somewhere in my life. Like I heard about how there was this book where this guy wrote about how he had a conversation with God or like he had a conversation with angels or whatever, or something like that. And I remember I was looking for it. And for some reason, I couldn't find it. I guess like my spiritual path was like, you're meant to hear about it, but you're not meant to read it yet. And I'm glad that I never read it because reading it now where I am in my life, it like found me again. And I was like, oh, I feel like this is the book. I should get it. And I was reading it and I was reading as I was reading it. I was like, this is so great because when you read certain like when you continue to read spiritual texts, you begin to and you walk down the spiritual path where you decide to walk and live your life in a place of love and not fear. That's honestly that's the. That's a simple way to walk with spirit, just choosing to live from a place of love and not fear. It doesn't mean that you don't feel pain. You're just choosing to live your life through the lens of love and not fear. But anyway, that all aside, one thing that this book that, the, um, that God says over and over again in the book is that people pay too much attention to words. Mm. And basically it's like, first I will send you a feeling. I will send you an emotion. I will send you an idea, an image, uh, just something, an impulse. And it's like, if all else fails, then finally, I will try to send it to you through words. Mm -hmm. But people put too much emphasis on words because there's just so much more in when the, the knowingness, like mm -hmm. I've had moments that the most spiritual moments of my life have been days where I wake up and there's just an, a feeling, there's an emotion that's completely enveloping my being and I just know. Mm -hmm. I know the emotion that God is trying to show me, that the universe, for anyone who's triggered by the word God, I'm sorry, but I used to feel like it doesn't matter to me. God, the universe, source, all of that. Yeah, it's like cracking out a little bit. Let me know if you ever can't hear me. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if it's me or on my end or, but you're bit, you still Are you connected to Wi-Fi? I am connected to, I think, yeah, I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. I usually, I feel like, well, like who's your provider? Uh, T-Mobile. I, I mean, I'm clear on my end, so I don't know if that's just me seeing me, but you're, I'm not clear onto you. <laughs> yeah. Know. I'm clear on my end, too. Sometimes okay. you, you also cut out for me. I'm not connected to Wi-Fi, though, because I found that um, the internet, like, Wi-Fi is a little glitchy on live. Okay. Yeah, but that's but I, just we're um, good now. It's like we're good now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. But I just feel like that that really resonates with me because like when you connect to your emotions, your emotions are the only guides you ever really need. And so like even when all of the things that we do, all the people that you you can read all the books, you can listen to all the conversations. But at the end of the day, those conversations after a while will only continue to affirm what you realize that you've always known. 
And one of my favorite, I, I like to write poems that are completely guided by spirit. It's like free writing. One of my favorite lines that came to me one day is, because you will one day realize that what you have been searching for, you have never once been without. It's always there. Like all the answers are like always there and it's just insane. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, one of the things for me that I've been on like lately and I'm still <laughs> developing this because I feel like it's so different than how a lot of people think, but I'm like, I'm stubborn. I'm like, let me stay mm. like this. Mm. Because even this idea of what's spiritual and what's not spiritual and what a spiritual path is versus a not spiritual path, again, if we're all spirits having a physical experience, everything is spiritual. Oh, a thousand percent. Definitely. You know? So, like, it's like, it gets, it's tricky for me. It's like, if we looked at everything as spiritual, even if it's like, okay, it's spiritual, but it's, you know, because even spiritual texts to me, it's like, okay, what a uh, spiritual text, are we talking like a religious, like, text are we talking a metaphysical work are we talking of physics because physics taps into all of like all the spiritual conversations like they're we're tapping into elements of physics which is considered a mm -hmm. science but then people separate spirituality and science and yeah I'm like why do we do that we give credence to science but not spirituality mm. so it's like it, it, it's it's again I pay attention to that kind of thing because people will give a certain weight to something called spiritual or not spiritual scientific mm -hmm. or not versus saying if it's all spiritual and I can learn from all of it and a spirit my spirit is pointing me to any of these directions like I'm always on the path of my spirit my spirit definitely I agree with that completely you know for me now, if I'm like a, if, I'm a, if I'm on a path of clergy if I'm, mm -hmm. I'm on a path of priestess I'm on a path of none then that's yeah. one thing but a path of engineer like why that why is that not spiritual? why is that not artist, oh why is that not spiritual path oh i feel like spirit. all of them are it's everything they're all spiritual spirit. <laughs> spirit is all about just like following whatever lessons you need to learn what and like it's just that some it's just like the whole thing with like the, i feel like when i say spiritual texts i agree with you because there are certain i've read um like novels and it's completely a novel. And I just read it and I'm just like, does no one else see how God is literally speaking through every single line in this book? God is <laughs> like, God like, it's not all of it. It's all of it. And even like, I was, it was really wild, but like, this might be really controversial, but I, one of my friends was like reading, I don't know, it was like the satanic verse, something like that. One of those books that's like, I don't know, one of those, like, I think it's called satanic verse, whatever. But as they were reading it, there were certain things that were being said and I was like, you know, what's like really weird. I feel like people just separate things so much and they don't even realize that God is in this book too. And that was really hard to, for people to wrap their minds around. I'm like, and I was telling my friends, I was like, you guys are reading this cause you're like, Oh, you know, like whatever, like you're not like anti-God, but like a lot of people in my, in our generation kind of like, unless they're like on the path of finding spirituality, like, I guess you and I, they tend to really be averse to the word God and all of that. And so like this friend was just reading it because they like to read like, you know, all types of texts. But I was just like, the irony of the situation is you're actually really close to God and you don't even know it. Whatever word people need to use, because again, like the, it's I'm like, de let's decolonize language. Let's decolonize language. Like God, like, I think people, when they think God, they think Yeah, man, the white man's God. 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 Yeah, it's sad that that's- Of course that's gonna be a challenge for people right. because of the shit <laughs> that has been done by certain people against certain people. 
but it's like when you when you restrict when you like minimize or restrict or reduce something to like these ideas that are like very specific then you again mm. you you completely negate the expansiveness of the all that is yeah so whatever you want to call it god spirit all that is universe multiverse whatever it is it's all whatever that thing is you want to call it's all of it is everything is all of it everything so is all of it your, even your what you call atheism or mm -hmm. agnosticism that's part of the all that is like you get you we're in we're, we are spirits mm -hmm. having a physical experience you yes. are creating what you feel you need you are co-creating you have designed what you feel you need all of it from the preferred to the unpreferred mm -hmm. everything that you imagine will help you to become what you need to become mm -hmm. as that spirit and it's all included so i think the thing and i was thinking about this recently it's people don't know how to appreciate the things that they don't prefer mm. let, let, right. let that sink in with people it's like we see something we like it oh i appreciate that we see something we don't like it or it creates something like a feeling that we are uncomfortable with and we're like oh i don't like it i hate it let me mm -hmm. resist it mm -hmm. versus saying let me appreciate and see and love all of it because it, it, it exists it's here i may or may not prefer it based on ideas or beliefs I have or like what it is that I say I want to do, but I appreciate it and I'm grateful for it because the reflection that it gives me either is showing me that I want to keep going in that direction or mm. it's reflecting what I don't want to do so I can keep going in that direction or it's reflecting, oh, wow, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Let me go in that direction. Like if we learned how to appreciate everything, even if it didn't, even if our response to it was mm. negative, our entire experience of this life would completely shift. Definitely. I want to read this person's comment. It's, um, a, a future ancient says, that's why I love et etymology. It gives a closer sense of all the language we speak. Spirituality is in all of this. Science is just another language for that sacred knowledge. Exactly. Beautifully said. Thank you for that input. And I have a girlfriend who uh, calls herself the word witch and she's uh, an etymologist as well. And you know, and breaking down the original intent or the all the different factors or, or pieces that created a word and then looking at how we've shifted the words and how we use them, again, as weapons, as tools, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes to negate. It, mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting. Um, and it's funny, too, because even, and again, this is the part where I'm like, wow, even in etymology, like a lot of, and again, I don't, I haven't studied this, so I could be wrong. Anyone who I does study it, you, you let me know because <laughs> when people are breaking down etymology. It's always like, you know, like Proto-European and Indian and like all these different things. I'm like, okay, have y'all studied the etymology of different languages from Africa? Mm. Because even me, so I, again, and I know we talked about this and you asked me if I spoke Yoruba and I was like, well, I spoke Yoruba and even as a child, but then because they mm. didn't keep it up to me keep it up with me i completely lost one language and have a ability to kind of hear and understand another language but as an adult mm. as i've been becoming more of myself which part of that part of my path is returning to a traditional practice of my lineage 
-hmm. and shifting my framework and seeing things. I'm like becoming more Yoruba because right. to be a part of a specific tribe, it's the language, it's the culture, it's the food, it's the way of thinking. And so part of what I've done over the last five months is actually study Yoruba with a person from Nigeria. Yes. And in learning the language, and it's, and it's again, because I speak English, like, of course, my mind is still going to, like, filter what I'm learning through, like, the English language. It takes a while to unlearn it, yes. It takes a while to unlearn. But it's, like, so interesting to see, like, looking at the language of Yoruba and how they can see, because, and even in lear learning the language, it's, like, I, the book was filled with all these different, like, cultural, like, activities and, like, how, like, marketplace and, and mm -hmm. uh, bartering and bargaining and, um beliefs about dating and all these different things like this is all part of the language book so it's like how they see the world and how they construct language was a whole different way and i'm like are folks studying the etymology of like <laughs> african languages because that yeah. is deep yeah a whole there should way be conceiving things definitely like and if we took more time to look at all those different lenses that come from all around the world because like you said, African religion is barely spoken about. We know, we know about Hinduism, we know about Christianity, we know about Buddhism, all of that. But when it comes to cultures that come from Africa, you know, it's like is Islam is known, but like the ones that are really rooted in, in tribes and otherwise African. and indigenous African, exactly. There's so much there. And like, I remember when, you re when we were talking the first time, you said this beautiful quote that you said came from the uh, Yoruba book and it says, Heaven is home and earth is the marketplace. I love that. Yeah. I really, really love that vision. The realm, of, the realm of spirit, the realm of the unseen. You know, again, that's where we come from. We come mm. from, we're, 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 again, it speaks to the idea that we are mm -hmm. spirits. And the marketplace is where we go to pick yes. up all the different things that we need in order to create the experiences that our spirits said, okay, I need, I need to have this experience in order to X, Y, Z. So I'm gonna have it in this like very, right. very specific way. Like I'm gonna need this type of mother, this type mm. of father, these type of siblings. I need to be born here <laughs> in this body. That yeah. Is, like, sometimes our spirits are like, I don't know what it is. It's like, whatever, what's the sign that's super like? Definitely. <laughs> sometimes our spirits are like that and sometimes the spirits are like, whatever. You know, I just, you know, generally, I want to learn. It this. is what it is. It doesn't matter how it comes. So it's like, hey, we'll just you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. We have that whole spectrum, you know? So it's, 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 it's very, it's, it is very interesting to look at, like, humanity. We're so fascinating. We're so <laughs> Someone said it's a Virgo. <laughs> you were asking what sign. Someone said Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone who's joining. I'm so glad that you're all enjoying this. It's very great to have you here. If you have any questions at any point, please don't hesitate to put it below. We'd be happy to answer them. We're getting closer to the end of our segment. And so for anyone who's joining in late, we will all, I will also be uploading this as a podcast. Um, but yes. <laughs> uh, but something but, that you said earlier, which it was tapping into something that I was thinking about um, mm -hmm. in terms of like the naming of things and mm -hmm. like this, um, you know, I think you were speaking about like one day, maybe we'll get to a point where we just say doctor or say mm -hmm. this versus saying like male doctor or like black mm -hmm. doctor or white doctor. And, you know, it's, 
I, <laughs> it's been interesting, like during this like process of like uprising and a lot of things that have been coming up and being mm. torn down and broken through and people who were not aware or chose not to be aware about things like having to really see that right in their faces. And then seeing how everyone is responding, how everyone is um, being like whatever specific type of activist that they're being and kind mm. of um, speaking to the times. And it's, you know, I, I used to really beat myself up because all my posts weren't like, and like, black this and black that and like every now and then I'll like throw something out there and, you, and very specifically name it and it's like this is specifically mm. talking about blackness or the mm. perception of whiteness and all these different things and I was like really sitting with myself about this and something that came through to me for me and everyone has to recognize like everyone's work is their work for sure whatever you see people doing or not doing like be mindful about making assumptions about that. And also whatever it is that you're doing or not doing, be mindful of judgment about yourself, about what it needs to mm. look like in order for it to be valid. Mm. You know, because part of what came through for me about my work specifically, it's like, it's unless it's there for my excitement and for my integrity and for my authenticity to like name this thing as like, okay, we talking specifically about blackness and brownness and like whiteness and all these things. Mm -hmm. Part of my work is, in not naming it, mm. not adding that additional layer of identification to it so that the reflection that is seen by everyone is like, no, this is a thing and it gets to look like this. So for example, like I love all of the like black joy, being your mm. black joy, black boy joy, black girl joy. And I think a lot of people need to see and hear the, that phrasing yeah. And to shift and break through something. And I'm like, that's yeah. so beautiful. More people need that. And my part of my work is like, I'm going to just call it joy and have you see me so that every time you see and think about joy, you will also include my face and my skin color with that. And not as like black joy, because like as a but black I'm simply joy, something and then so white joy is something else or like brown joy is something else. Mm. No, like if those people need to yeah, hear that. You're playing your own unique role for sure. I'm like, cool. And part of my work to add to the mix is like, cool, I'm going a, I'm to a be in my joy and you're going to see that I'm black and I'm going to call it joy. So you see that like joy includes me. Yes. It includes me. Joy includes sure. this isness, this experience, just as valid. Yes. And I love how, you know, you're highlighting how your part in that whole perception of joy is valid just as much as the part that the people who want to accentuate and pay attention to the blackness is equally valid. And so like, just like we need that side, we also need your side. Both definitions are necessary in order to uplift us and get us back to that equilibrium you spoke exactly. about in the beginning. We need all yeah. of that about going back to the appreciation of everything. Definitely. Because once you do appreciate everything, it opens the doors to so much more growth. And mm. you might say, oh, you know, I don't prefer, like, I prefer to do this, but I really appreciate that person's reflection because it helps me to see another perspective or it helps me to really even root more deeply in my own. So mm. thank you that. Thank you that perspective. Definitely. Definitely. That's beautiful. I love this. This is great. And so for our last segment, I want to talk a little bit quickly about our like nakedness. I, we bonded over that 
whole conversation of nakedness, and you said the very specific quote, sacredness in secrecy. Mm. Yeah. And projecting onto the body what doesn't belong to the body. Seeing things from the perspective of identity and the spirit. Yes, all of that. I wrote, I made notes, but yes, let's spend the last <laughs> 10, 10 or 5 to 10 minutes talking about that really quickly. I will be doing other podcasts that talk about this. So I would like to give you the floor to talk a bit about your perception of that and the art that you've been creating inspired by that. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that the thoughts about that were coming through for me as I was considering reposting some photos that I had taken of me that were nude photos, gorgeous photos. And I had posted them a couple years ago or three years ago, I think, gosh, well, when they <laughs> when I first did them and even me doing a nude shoot, that was me stepping outside of the idea of what I had of myself yes. and my own comfort zone. and even before doing this shoot and seeing the photographer's work. Cause I'd met him and I saw his work and I was like terrified. And in speaking to a girlfriend about it, she's like, well, maybe, you know, that is something for you to do to break through whatever mm. that is. So I did it and posted it and it was like, great, wonderful. But I still like had this, like something that was there for me. And I think I took down the pictures, but I took everything down from Instagram. Cause I sometimes just wipe out my whole Instagram and start over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, I just have that sometimes. It happens. Like burn it down and then rebuild. Um, yes. But you know, I hadn't posted them again. And there was like my, my spirit was like, maybe it's time to repost them. And I was like really going through this idea of like, again, the, the residual belief systems of morality and like decency and um, what's the other piety? Um, that was one thing, but mm. also this idea of like, well, my body's sacred, and it, you know, my nudity is sacred. So like, keep mm. it hidden and keep it not seen. And then it started. Mm. Like, I went down this like beautiful rabbit hole of like, okay, wow, what is sacred? Mm. Like, what is sacred? Because a lot of people do conceive it, or they they pair it with secrecy. They like mm. it becomes almost synonymous with secrecy, and those two words are not the same. I haven't looked up the etymology. So I'm curious. I mean, if they are like connected, that'd be interesting. But in my understanding, those two words are not the same. Yet I can see how they are related in the sense that oftentimes because of other people's inability to treat something with honor and respect, mm -hmm. you, you have you like the idea is that you have to keep it sacred. That's the idea, at least. Yeah. You have to keep it sacred. Don't let anyone else see it because they're not going to know how to understand it. And right. like nudity in general so yeah. overall nudity and what we've you know people think sex which is funny they don't necessarily think that with babies or children unless there's something that's you know not out of alignment with that but mm -hmm. when you get to a certain point then it becomes sexualized mm -hmm. so and then looking specifically at female bodies which mm -hmm. are sexualized more than male bodies then looking mm -hmm. specifically at, again as black woman so it's like mm -hmm. i'm like looking at all these layers of like, how mm -hmm. have black people's bodies been treated? They've right. been engaged, they've been dishonored, they've been put on auction blocks, they've been beaten mm -hmm. with all the, so our bodies were not treated as sacred. Right. So then in looking at the act of then putting it on display, there's there came to me this like idea of like, oh my God, like I shouldn't let people see it. Even though I can see nude photographs of other people like, oh, that's so beautiful. They're so bold. They're right. So <laughs> but like, why do I feel I can't do it? Right. You know, and I have to really sit and see, you know, I get to decide what is sacred for me. Yes. And from that place of sacredness and my freedom, 
I can show things and sh me showing it is not me not making it sacred. In fact, me showing it is like me having agency and saying, this is sacred for me and I'm sharing with you and me sharing it with you is sacred. Mm. However you choose to deal with it, that's you. That is you. You work on that. I can't help you. But in the meantime. <laughs> in the meantime, here it is. And yeah, this is, my, this is my body and I, yes. Choice is sacred. Bam, that's it. Choice is sacred. So let me choose yeah. to either show these or not show these. Because even yes. people, where people are so strange. Because people are like, yeah. if you're like, be empowered and be nude. So I'm like, so someone who doesn't want to like, show yeah. photos is not empowered. Doesn't mean that like, they're not empowered. Everyone Stop. manifests their empoweringness in their ways. own unique way. Yeah, it's like yes. stop attributing to things that don't belong to things. Yes. So, uh, so a future ancient says, I think the connection between sacred and secret is that something is given its own space to exist that can look like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. It can look like a lot of different things, and that's the whole beauty of it. And I'm the same way. I, I have gone to a point where, like, for me, I, I'm an embodiment of someone who is here to experience the isness of the female way of expression. You know, uh, Meg Gruber says, even knowledge being sacred and secret uh, is ex accessibility of education or spirituality, for example, who gets to make a connection with God and who doesn't? Yes, oh my goodness, exactly. That whole thing is like, yeah. oh, only holy people can hear the voice of God. And this person was ordained to be the vessel on behalf of all of the rest of humanity. But it's yeah. not really that person is special or anything. It's just that person has chosen to listen. They're choosing to, to be listen. still yeah. and be in the moment of sacredness within themselves and listen to the voice of the of source that is always at our disposal at all times. Indeed. And so it's like that the whole thing of people thinking that, oh, I'm the other. I have to go and listen to someone else tell me how to live my life. When plot twist, the voice that you've been hearing from another person actually also lives in you. That's your voice. And even those, I mean, it's again, it, it's the, it's we that put these people up on pedestals. Yeah. Unless, and I, and I mean, I've heard and seen this, you know, people were like, yes, and I'm a prophet and I'm this and I'm that. That's one thing. But for the most part, a lot of these individuals that we consider ascended masters from all different traditions, they just had the courage to say some shit mm -hmm. out loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> more people and they were like well you might kill me i don't know i'm gonna say it <laughs> but i'm also letting you know that you can do the same thing like yeah. it's, i'm just i'm just being a reflection like listen to me listen to me but then we turn that around because we're constantly in the anxiety of being in ourselves and like being in our own power that we have to attribute it to something else there's this right. weird thing we do about not wanting to believe that we have the thing within us, but we project it onto something else. Or we right. see something that's unfavorable that we don't prefer, and there's an anxiety about recognizing that thing within us. Yeah, like as McGrover says, the colonized sacredness. The colonized yeah. everything. The colonized it all, yes. The colonized, the colonized. And it's, it's one thing to know, and this is where there's discernment. You know, yeah. those individuals Definitely. who are there to guide other people and who from a place of excitement and from a place of neutrality and a place of integrity are like, this information may be a bit much for you. Like you won't know how to handle this information. So I'm going to give it to you in pieces. Yeah. Or as I see you- so The idea of parables. 
what I've given you, then I know, okay, you're ready for more. That's one yeah. thing. But the idea that like, I have this power, AKA the word of God, and I want to keep the power and I want to, to reduce or restrict access to other people so that they right. don't get power. That's the thing. They don't re so they won't realize their divinity, which is weird because the whole point of us being here is because we, the source wants to realize itself. That's the reason why the physical exists. It's a method of realizing itself, you know, and, um, but this conversation could go on and on. However, sadly, we have reached our time limit. Do you, would you like to make any last words or anything else that you'd like to add before we go? I would say know that you get to be whatever it is that you're choosing at any given time, and it could change. You could be one thing, one moment, five minutes later, be something completely different. From your excitement, you get to be whatever that is in the bodies that you're in and yes. make decisions for yourself in line with your excitement. And yes. I would just say, you know, like start to distinguish between your excitement and your anxiety, which are kind of, you know, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. So sometimes we really vacillate very quickly between the two. But in everything you do, ask yourself, am I doing this for my excitement or am I doing this from a place of anxiety? Mm. And if you allow those, that question to be there, especially when things come up that you're like, uh, like sit with that and let your spirit, let your spirit let you know. And if you really listen, you'll be able to hear that. You'll feel it and you'll know. And either way, just try and see what happens. <laughs> learn from there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on today. This conversation has been such a pleasure. I'm so Thank grateful to have connected with you. Yes, and everyone who's coming and out, we appreciate you, we love you. So happy that you were here. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for everyone who's gonna listen in the future. Um, share this with someone, all, like, anything at all, but like just so much love and uh, continue, continued blessings in all of your lives. Yeah. All right, <laughs> bye everyone. What a pleasure it has been to be able to share this message with you today. I really look forward to our many more conversations down the line, and I encourage you to continue to walk in your own truth every single moment of the day. To find out more about me and what I do, you can go to my website, anythingiwant.com. That's E-N-I-thingiwant.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram where I post daily content, motivational, creative, whatever I feel called to do. And I just really share my, my journey with you guys as candidly as possible, just so we really understand that we don't have to walk through this life alone. We are meant to be here for each other and this is what soul family and anything I want is all about. All right, sending you guys so much love and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode.